FOMO. My name's Patrick McGinnis, and I'll admit it, I have FOMO. And since you're here, I'm going to bet that you do too. But that doesn't have to be a bad thing. If you learn to channel your FOMO productively, you can make the most of every opportunity while keeping your sanity in the process. This is FOMO Sapiens After Hours, the snackable show about how you can make FOMO a force for good. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of FOMO Sapiens After Hours. Today, I want to talk about the perfect morning routine. Did you know that there is a series of steps that you can follow every morning and if you do it exactly right, you will be so successful. You will be post-economic rich. You'll be richer than all your friends. You'll be better looking, more fit, more charming, more popular, just all around. You'll actually be taller as well. Obviously, okay, that's obviously not true, right? Um, (laughs) There is no perfect morning routine, but people love to obsess over morning routines. And actually, there's this whole thing on YouTube. It's called Beeline Perfectionism. And I heard about this, and then I was talking to one of my really close friends about this, my friend Jason, and he told me his son, Oliver, hey, Oliver, Oliver is very interested in morning routine videos on YouTube. This is like a, a little bit of like a, it's like a AMSR kind of thing. Like to, to people like to watch these videos about like the perfect morning routine and the perfect desk and all that sort of stuff. And so there's a lot of culture around. There's just all this sort of FOMO sort of productivity porn out there. There's the cuts, how I get it done. There's the New York Times Sunday routine, which I've actually had a few people I know who are in there and it's awesome, but I'm sort of like, do you really do that on Sunday? Like, no, you don't. And so- so I've actually seen them on the Sunday and they're not perfect, right? So it's a lot of stuff that's put out there, which is kind of interesting, but I think it's it's not it's not real. And so I want to talk about that because it is it, it is interesting to hear about the quintessential morning routines that successful people follow, right? It's things like, well, they get up and they journal and then they read, they meditate, they do breath work and visualization and a gratitude practice. They take their 5 a.m. run. They make the absolutely most beautiful Instagrammable matcha latte, which I like matcha lattes, but not at 5 a.m. They do yoga, of course, and it's not even 8 o'clock yet, right? And so there's this whole concept of the 5 a.m. club. Like, if you get up really early, you're going to be way better, which really stinks for somebody like me who I'm not good in the morning. And frankly, the idea of getting up that early, it's just not in my DNA. And we all know that we're all made differently. It's sort of like... You know, if you ever did yoga before, it's sort of like some people can do specific poses. They're going to be able to do the ankle to knee pose. Some people just, they're not going to get there. Like, I'm not going to do a split. I could work on it for 35 years. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's a yoga instructor who would like to tell me that I'm wrong, but I just don't think my body is ever going to do a split. And I'm pretty good with that. So, you know, I'm also never going to be part of the 5 a.m. club, and I'm okay with that too. But it is sold to us like this bill of goods. And there's, you know, I read an article recently in Business Insider about Tim Cook of Apple, and he gets up at 3.45 a.m. And sort of like, I'm thinking like, well, if I get up at 3.45, will I be the CEO of one of the largest companies in the world? I don't think so. But that's what people are trying to tell me. And I don't like it. I don't like being offered that. 
And I also think that it's saying to us, well, if you start things right, you know, the rest of the day doesn't really matter. It's like, you got to get it right in the morning and then everything else is perfect. And you all know, uh, if you haven't read it, I will, I will break you in on a little secret, which is like this thing about breakfast being the most important meal of the day is propaganda, right? It's, it's, I guess it was started by the Egg and Bacon Association of America because now we're all told like intermittent fasting, you don't have to eat breakfast. In fact, I haven't had breakfast in a really long time. I never really liked, I like the foods of breakfast. I like to eat them later in the day, but I never was able to sort of like put food in my stomach in the morning. I just can't do it. And, um, and so I used to feel like, oh man, I'm really screwing up here. No, it's all propaganda. Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, or delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you improve efficiency by bringing all major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. And with rising prices everywhere you look, you got to do the math and save money. Good news. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. So head over to NetSuite.com slash FOMO. That's NetSuite.com slash FOMO. NetSuite.com slash FOMO. And so I just want to demystify or I guess just debunk the idea that there is a perfect morning routine. And of course, this is not, I don't think it should be that controversial, but I, I just think we're all Again, we're fed this sort of concept. And I remember with writing, you know, it's very similar kind of thing with writing and productivity where I used to read about writers who they would say, well, you know, you have to get up every morning and write from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. And I remember thinking, well, that's, first of all, you, as I just said, I'm not gonna get up that early. Second of all, that sounded very rigid to me. That's just not the way I see the world. And in fact, when I started working on writing a book, because before I wrote my books, I actually worked on a fiction book, which is not a very good book. And there are some chapters out there that probably will, I will never publish them unless I can fix them. But I remember writing and I enjoyed writing at random times of the day. And I thought, well, you know, I'm really productive at these times, but am I doing it wrong? Because writers are supposed to write three hours a day and then they're supposed to, you know, not do any more that day. And it's supposed to be very fixed and very stable. And that's just not who I am. And so I think it's important just as I learned with writing, like, you know, you know how I wrote my books? I wrote, I mean, this is like what you're not supposed to do. I treated it like I was doing like a, I don't know, like a pitch in investment banking days. And I just went and worked really hard for six weeks, just every day, you know, 12 hour days until I had a draft. And so that was the right thing for me. I don't think I could have gotten a better result had I done it the two hours a day in the early morning way. I just have to find the right way for me. And so it goes with the morning routine. Let me tell you about my morning routine. Okay, here's the big secret. I don't have one. So every day the night before, I look at what I have in the morning and I say, okay, I need to get up at XYZ time. Great, okay. And then I set my alarm. I go to bed I wake up at that time. Sometimes I wake up early. That's fine too. And, and in fact, if I wake up super early, 
these days I've been waking up, you know, at weird hours, like five or six in the morning. I use what my friend Nirayal recommended to me in terms of falling back asleep, which is you say, you say to yourself, the body gets what it needs. So if the body has had enough sleep, you get up. If it hasn't, you'll fall back asleep. That's a little trick I, I use to sort of overcome that frustration of waking up too early. But then when I get up, that's it. I get a coffee and then I just, you know, sort of figure out what I'm going to do for the day. And maybe that day I feel like going and doing something physical. Maybe that day I have to rush out the door. Maybe that day I'm going to read or do some emails. Maybe that day I'm going to just sort of chill out. I don't like to meditate in the morning. I just can't get my head around it. I do that later in the day. I don't watch TV in the morning. I don't listen to music in the morning. So again, this is, you know, and I, I'm perfectly productive. Would I be more productive? Maybe, but frankly, I feel pretty good about where I am. I don't need to optimize. I don't have the FOBO on that sort of stuff. And so I would encourage you to just sort of, you know, if if being highly rigid in the morning is what you need, yeah, good, good, go for it. But this glorification, this this productivity porn around the morning routine, I just, I don't wanna, I don't wanna have it in my life anymore. <laughs> All that said, I'm sure some of you have the things that you do in the morning or the evening or the afternoon, things that really work for you that are sort of routine-based because I am a creature of habit, so I do understand the ritual and the benefits of ritual. So drop me a line. Let me know what works for you. Maybe you think, Patrick, you're crazy. The morning routine is the best thing ever. Or you say, Patrick, you're right. I don't believe in any of this stuff either. But I'd love to hear from you and I'll be sharing some of the highlights on a future episode. You can reach me at letsconnectatpatrickmcginnis.com or you can find me at PJ McGinnis on Twitter or Patrick J. McGinnis on Instagram. As you know, as I've been telling you over the weeks, I love hearing from you. You give me so many ideas for future shows. So check it out. Send me some comments. Let me know what, what I did right, what I did wrong today. And let me know what you'd like me to talk about on FOMO Sapiens After Hours. Every week's an opportunity to talk about something we heard on the show or talk about something that is happening in the zeitgeist or talk about stuff like this that just kind of shows up on my doorstep and I'm sort of like, hmm, sounds like something we should talk about. So think about it, send me some information, and I will see you soon. FOMO. Want more of FOMO Sapiens and After Hours? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com where you can listen to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis.